guys, welcome back to Racewife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill. And today, um, today we're going to talk about, I feel it's a very important topic, but, um, you know, for some people, this might not really fit for you depending on the age group you're in. So I'm mainly talking to my people that are in their late thirties and up. Um, I'm talking about transitioning, you know, your life, midlife, right? Because no matter how we see it here in the U.S. at least, anybody that is in their late 30s and up pretty much is considered middle age, which sucks. I'm not going to lie. Like, I hate that. But anyway, um, and obviously changes late in life can be really scary, you know, especially if we've been doing the same thing for many, many years. And, um, obviously we should take chances on ourselves to live out our passions, but some of us don't really know how to make those changes or we're, you know, we're terrified to make these changes because it's not something that, you know, we ever thought we might've had to ever do, um, because we've lived our lives a certain way and we're accustomed to living our lives a certain way. And sometimes life changes and things happen and, you know, what we wanted when we were in our twenties might not be what we want now. And so some of us are making changes like way later in life than what, than what we really thought we would do. So, and I am living proof, (laughs) you know, making these changes that I'm doing right now and I'm 37, you know? And so, um, obviously there is a podcast episode that goes into this a little bit, Um, And that is Dina's podcast um, where she literally made the jump from being a professional ice skater in the ice capades to drag racing. And and she's in her 50s now and she's still drag racing today. Um, And I'm going to link that in the show notes because we do talk about that. Um, And we also talk about like ageism um, when it comes to uh, women in motorsport, um, and, and a lot of other things, but it's a really interesting episode. And, uh, I definitely think you guys should check it out if you have not listened to it already. Um, so, and that was one of the main topics that we talk about. And so that's why I wanted to deep dive into, um, like go a little bit further than what we did in the podcast. Um, so you're never too old to start over. I mean, like I said, Dina started over when she was, you know, she was already in like her late thirties, early forties when she, when she decided, you know, yeah, I mean, she was in her late thirties because I mean, you know, the ice capades was pretty big back in like the nineties. And so, yeah, she, you know, she made that decision to move out of that career being a professional ice skater to now being in her fifties, you know, and she's still drag racing and she's been drag racing for quite some time. Um, and that honestly, when I interviewed her, which she's such an amazing person, if you guys don't follow her on social media, you really need to. Um, but when I interviewed her, like just hearing what she was saying, it really dawned on me as well, because it's like, obviously, Right now, I'm also going through that type of transition, but obviously not not racing um, because I don't want to race. That's not something that um, is in the cards for me, but I do want to contribute to the motorsport industry in some way. And this is my way of being able to contribute to it. Um, And so that's why, like, 
it made me feel better about the fact that I'm wanting to like start my life over in a way. Um, you know, because obviously I do work in the tech industry, but that would be me leaving the tech industry and doing something for myself full time, right. And working for myself and not working for other people. And that can be scary, especially leaving in the corporate world, especially for me, like the corporate world has always been a crutch. Um, you know, I've been in the corporate world for over 20 years. And so for, so it's like, constantly living that life, we're always told that like the corporate world is the stability. Like, you know, like if you go outside of the corporate world, that's not stable. Like, why would you want to, um, you know, cause it's like, you've got a paycheck coming in every single week. Why would you want to leave that and go with something that's not consistent? But at the same time, it's like, if you think about it, like just turn that around the corporate world, that's a business that somebody owns, right? So they're an entrepreneur and you're just working for them. So the thing is, their income is not actually stable. They make you think that because they're able to pay you on a consistent basis because they know that if if the paychecks stop coming, you're going to have a serious problem with it, right? But it's really not as stable as we think it is because you're just working for somebody that took that chance and created a business and they're just making enough money to be able to pay you on a consistent basis and still have like, obviously still have profit and things like that. But either way, it's really not stable because even some of these corporations, they can close down, they can lose money, they can end up you know, firing you one day because it's like, oh, well, we're laying off people because we can't afford our bills. Right. So nothing in the corporate world is actually very stable, um, you know, because businesses go belly up all the time. But we we constantly have this mindset that it is stable and it really isn't. And I go into this more in another podcast episode and I and guys, I'll link that. But the point is, it's like, you know, and it's about like, if the corporate world is a myth, <laughs> you know, the corporate world, like security, if that's a myth, right. It's a false sense of security. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we talk, I talk about that in another episode, but I'll be honest. And I think, and some of you might agree with me and, I, and this is mainly my opinion, but also from my experience that women tend to be the main ones that are scared to start over later in life. And I don't know why that is. I think, and I think it's different for everyone. I think some of us, you know, it's because like, you know, we have kids, you know, uh, like we've been living our lives a certain way and it's like, we've come become accustomed to that. And then it's like, if we have to start over, it's almost like sometimes we feel like we failed as people or parents or whatever, because it's like, you know, our lives are changing, but to be honest, like that doesn't mean that you failed. Like sometimes life just throws curves, right? Curveballs, and there you have to be able to deal with that and pivot to whatever works best for you at that time. Um, and we don't have to have everything figured out. 
Um, I think that's like a huge societal issue that we have. Well, at least here in the U.S., I'm not going to really talk about any other places because I never lived anywhere else. But I've noticed that that's a major generational thing, like a lot of like multi-generational thing here in the U.S. A lot of us feel like we have to have everything figured out and set like completely set. Like, I mean, we're talking about the white picket fence suburbia life, like as if we have to have a nine to five, we have to have this many, like 2.5 kids, right? Like that's the average, right? That, and we have to be married by a certain, a certain age. And we have to have this many kids by a certain age and, and all this. And the thing is, that's total BS. Like we do not have to live our lives that way. And I think because a lot of us have been sold that we almost become afraid to step outside of that. Um, some of us are willing to like be the odd people out and just go with it and not care. But there's a lot of people that are afraid to do that because they're going to get judged. They're going to be like their families will judge them harder than anybody. Um, but it and, you know, especially like if you already have your children, it is it's hard. It's hard to like do this like transition into a totally different lifestyle and things like that when you have children. But, uh, you know, in my, for me, my experience, I'm glad that I'm making this change after my children are older. So like if they were really small, like trying to build a side hustle or like, or like go down another career path, that's not like, I guess would be kind of unknown, right? Like you don't really know what it's going to be like, you know, they can take a, t- a lot of time away from your family. And when they're little, like, trust me, as a mom, I know what that's like. You want to spend as much time as you possibly can with your kids. But obviously, especially if you're, you know, a two, two income household and stuff, it, it's hard. It's so hard to be able to be a mom and be able to work and be able to take, you know, take time for yourself. <laughs> like, you almost have to feel like you're superhuman. And we should not have to live like that. And obviously that's a whole nother topic for another day. We can always go into that because moms definitely don't take care of themselves like they really should. And we don't. And honestly, I'm just starting to go into like that slower lifestyle now. And I'm 37. So, and I had my kids young. I mean, I had my kids at 18 and 21, you know? So like I've been living that stressful, you know, working mom lifestyle for a very long time. Um, and I don't want to do that anymore. Honestly, COVID is what made me like change my whole mindset about all of that. and made me not want to live my life like that anymore. And so that is what made me, you know, start, transitioning into this slow living, like divine feminine lifestyle that I want to live. Like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do this whole hustle culture crap anymore in the corporate world. It's just not for me. Um, and so obviously all of this goes into literally creating a work-life balance for yourself, for yourself where it's not a myth, because let's be real, we get sold this whole work-life balance thing, but a lot of times it's really not a real balance, you know? Um, Real work-life balance 
is going to be created by you only for what's best for you. And it's you doing it yourself, right? But like most people don't get real work-life balance unless they work for themselves or they retire. Like if you truly think about it, most of the time when people retire, that's when they realize like how they truly should have had work-life balance. And then it's almost too late. Like you're just now, now you're, you know, you're in your sixties or seventies, or depending on if you end up staying in the corporate world longer than that. Right. You're, you've wasted most of your life. Like if you think about it, I mean, most of your life was just working for somebody else. Now, of course, if that is the type of life you want to live, then that, then more power to you. I'm not, I'm not hating on you because some people, that's what they want to do. Some people cannot be entrepreneurs because being an entrepreneur is hard and it takes a lot of discipline. And some people don't have that discipline and they pretty much need to be working for somebody else because that's not, that's just not something that they could put into place. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, because we have to have some people that are willing to be workers because people that start businesses, you need employees or independent contractors. So you need people that are willing to do that. But to be an actual entrepreneur and create your own life the way that you want it is not for everybody. It's not like, y'all, like, especially if you are still working a full-time job like me, you are putting in some hours. Like you are putting in a lot of hours. And guys, like, I try to be very mindful of um, like that four hour work week um, by Tim Ferriss. If you guys have ever read it, then you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, I highly recommend it because to be honest, in a eight hour workday, you're only productive about four hours at that time. So I try to only work now on the podcast four hours a day. So I tend to work from 4 p.m. Central. I try not to work till eight, but I give myself that four hours, right? I try to literally get most of my work done in about two and a half hours because my husband gets home around 6, 6.30 and I like to spend time with him if I can. You know, like I want to be able to spend time with him because I haven't seen him all day. So I try to balance that out. But there are times where I do end up working on the podcast longer than that. And but I always cut myself off by 8 p.m. I will not go past 8 p.m. Even if there's stuff that I did not get done, I push it to the next day because I have to put that boundary in place for myself um, because I still work a full-time job and I still need to do other things. Like I still have a household to run and I still have, I'm, I'm still a mom. So I still need to spend some time with my kid. You know, like I can't, even though she's older, she's in high school now, but even so, like, I still need to have that balance. Um, but yeah, like I tend to work on the podcast four hours a day. Um, and to me, that's a full-time job. Because to be honest, that's about all, all you get out of a person, you know, on, in a typical corporate environment is four hours a day. Um, and so, yeah, like, but I'm working that four hours straight because, you know, 
that's all I give myself on my podcast. Now, would I love to give myself more time to work on, you know, that being my business? Cause it is, it, it is a business. I mean, I have a team, but yeah, absolutely. But if I did that, I would burn out extremely fast because I'm still working an eight hour job. And then I'm doing this for four hours after. So yeah, guys, like I literally work. If you think about, I only have an hour break in between my regular job and the podcast. I, from 3 PM to 4 PM is the only time I don't work. That's it. And then after eight, is when I don't work either, but I'm literally about to, I'm literally doing everything I can before I go to bed. Like, so I really don't get, I really don't have much of a work-life balance right now. Um, I try, I try really hard to balance it out as much as possible, but let's be real. It really isn't much of a, much of a balance at all. Um, it, it, it's not, ideal. <laughs> it really isn't, but I know that eventually that's going to change. It's just for now, you know, until I can get myself to a specific point where I can do the podcast full time. And then when I do do this full time, I will not, I won't be having to like stretch myself so thin. So yeah. So like, I know this is only temporary. Okay. So obviously with creating that work-life balance for yourself, that all goes into your life's purpose, right? Like when you find your life purpose so you can make that transition, because obviously if you're trying to make a transition in your life, that means that you're not living your life purpose like out, right? You know, so you're, you're doing something else and it's like, okay, well, I really want to do this. So now you're trying to make that transition. Well, you got to figure out what that looks like. And obviously like that guys, I went into like a whole nother podcast episode about finding your life purpose to manifest your best life. Like, and I will link that in the show notes as well. Like guys, I'm literally like taking a bunch of podcasts and throwing it together because it, I mean, it's true. Like a lot of the things that I talk about with you guys can literally, you can relate to, you know, in different ways. Like when you transition midlife, y'all like it's crazy, but it can be done. I mean, you know, people talk about like certain, like certain celebrities and things like that all the time where they started late in life. Like, I mean, like Oprah got fired from her first job and, you know, and she was like in her like late twenties, early thirties like, and now she's Oprah, right? Like, I mean, okay. I'm just using Oprah as an example. I know that, you know, I'm not, I'm not like a fan of hers or anything like that, but I'm just using her as an example because people use her as an example very often or like Vera Wang. She didn't design her first dress until she was in her fifties. Like, and everybody knows who she is now. I mean, you don't even have to be big into fashion to even know who Vera Wang is, but Yeah, she didn't design her first dress until she was in her 50s. She was in her early 50s. I think she was either 51 or 52 when her first dress came out. So, I mean, you can start your life like later on in life. But at the same time, like, 
and people always like a lot of people like even like Gary Vee will say like it's never too late to start but also we got to be mindful because let's be honest we don't live forever either right like we only have so much time on earth right like physically in the flesh that we you don't want to wait too long either because then you're not going to be able to fully enjoy what you've created, right? Like, you know, cause we all, we're all here on borrowed time. Like, I mean, it's, it's just being real. Like we only have so much time here on earth and some of us less than others. I mean, you know, and some of us don't know when we're going to go, right? Some of us do, some of us don't, but either way, like you don't want to, you don't want to live your life out until like you're 80 and then possibly start something and then die at 82. Right. Like, you know, like, and, and not really get to live your life the way you truly want it to. I mean, and you don't want to live with a bunch of what ifs and regrets either. So, you know, we have to be okay with making taking risks, really just taking leaps of faith. And obviously that was another podcast episode that I talked about this week. Um, you know, this, this past week, um, is doing that, right? Cause it's like, why not? Why not take that chance on yourself? Like, that's what I talked about in the, in the previous episode that came out on, um, on Tuesday, right? It was that, well, actually, I should say today because I am recording this on Tuesday. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, why not take that chance on yourself? You know, and like I found my life's purpose now, but like I found mine late. Like I did. I found my my life purpose late and my life purpose is helping women in motorsports. Like, y'all, this is my this is my calling like this is something that I've been very passionate about for a very long time. And to be honest, like it hit me like a ton of bricks when we went to Talladega and I saw Haley Deegan run and when she was testing and it's like, man, like we like women in this sport need to be recognized for what they do. And you know, like it, it's just sometimes women get pushed to the side, you know, and not, and not all women in motorsports get to share their stories because if they work behind the scenes and, you know, or if they're race wives, because let's be real guys, I'm the only motorsports podcast that interviews race wives, the only one. And it's sad to say the least, because they should have been interviewed a long time ago because they are such a major contribution to we are, I should say, because I'm a race wife myself. We are a major contribution. Like we contribute so much to the racing community because we are the ones that support our partners through everything that they do. And we also help a lot. We tend to manage their team, right? Like, you know, if, you know, if it's a smaller operation, obviously if they're in NASCAR or something like that, then no. But like with my husband, like, I'm the one that's out there getting him sponsorships and stuff. Why? Because guess what? 
Like, I want him to be able to do this full time. I want him to be able to race full time. That's something my husband's been wanting to do since he was a kid. Since he was eight is when he started racing. And I want him to be able to race full time. But guess what? The way that you do that is by selling, is by selling, you know, selling yourself, selling the sponsorship. And that's why his car is included in my sponsorship packages. Because I want, I want to make sure that the people, the, the brands that choose to be a part of this, that they get, they get advertising in every way possible. And I obviously, with this being a motorsports podcast, it's only, it only makes sense that you would be on a race car, right? So I have put that where in every single sponsorship package, every brand gets to be on, on the car. And it, depending on what package you choose, you get to be on it for longer. So whether it's one racing season or it's, or it's every racing season, which is what the lifetime package offers, you get to be on the race car forever, as long as we are racing. And the thing is there, and also if we get extra cars, because my, my daughter is talking about possibly wanting to race herself, you go on that car too. So you would get, you would be put on multiple cars. You would be put on every single car. Like it's not, um, you wouldn't just be put on one if we end up expand expanding. And that is the plan. We would love to expand, but obviously that costs money. And in order to build the team that we want to build, um, we, that that's where the sponsorship for the podcast comes in. Because when you sponsor the podcast, you get a ton of things. Um, and you guys can check out those packages in, um, in the show notes, um, I have the link to it and you get to be on a car for however many racing seasons, um, you choose depending on the package you get. So, yeah, I mean, but this makes it more affordable for people to be on a car because let's be real. If you wanted to go out and sponsor in NASCAR or or F1 or anything like that. Most people, most people, especially small businesses cannot afford that. And so that's why I created this because that this gives small businesses and small, like, and not just small businesses, but even businesses that don't have NASCAR and F1 funding and things like that to be able to still sponsor, um, a, you know, a car, you know, that, that travels like we want, we, we plan on traveling, um, this next racing season. Um, and especially if you get, um, if you get like the lifetime package, we come to you. Like we do driver appearances and stuff. We can even go race at like your local track and promote you. Like, you know, we can do things like that. And like, that's how I want to do this. And also this gives me the opportunity to be able to do this with my family, to do this full time and also create other things for women in motorsports. Because obviously like, you know, I'm going to be offering like life coaching uh, services. I'm going to be doing like other things, also creating actual products um, that are motorsports related, but are, you know, but 
would be for women, you know, to be able to help them like goal set and, you know, mindset type things, courses, whatever. Like there's going to be a ton of things that I'm going to put into place, but obviously I have to be able to do this full time in order to really create a lot of these things. And also, you know, um, some of these will be physical products that I'm going to be creating as well. And so I want to be able to provide all of that. Um, and just create as much content for you guys as possible too. Um, you know, obviously I have the YouTube channel, um, and there's going to be way more coming for that. And there's going to be live streaming episodes that I'll be doing as well. And that's going to start in December. So guys, definitely make sure that, you know, you guys keep sharing, keep loving the podcast. You know, if you guys have anything that you want me to possibly talk about, my DMs are always open. Like you can send me a message on Instagram. Um, you can send me a message on Facebook. Uh, you can, you can send me a message on LinkedIn. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn too, you know? Um, so whatever, like I'm, I'm always like open to talking to people, collaborating with people. If you are a podcaster yourself or you're another content creator, like I'm more than happy to collaborate with you. Like I don't look at other content creators as competition. So I am always down to collaborate. And also like another thing too, and I haven't really talked about this, but this is another thing that I'm working on. I'm actually working on a book. Um, and, but I will not give details. I will not give dates. I will not do any of that because obviously it's going to take me a while to write it. Um, but I have, I've already started writing a book. Um, and it will be a self-help book. You know, it is a self-development type thing. So that isn't, that is another thing that I'm doing as well. So like, there's a lot of things that are coming down the pipeline, but I have to be able to do this full time to make all of this happen. So if you guys are interested in sponsorship, definitely, you know, reach out to me with questions or just sign up. You know, I mean, we have discounts right now, um, for towards the end of the year, you know, so, um, that'll get you in before we go up on prices because I will go up on prices in April. So, um, you have discounts until the 31st, and then after that, everything will stay the same until April. And then that's when the prices go up because guys, when you look at these packages and see what you're getting, your return on investment is extremely high. Like, I mean, I'm literally almost giving some of this stuff away. Like I should be charging way more than what I'm charging, but I'm doing it because I want people to see the value and what I'm giving them. So that is why it's what it's at right now. But yes, it will go up like, because obviously, you know, I mean, I have to charge what, what it's worth. And, but also if the sponsorships is not something that you can afford right now, because I know that not everybody can, and that's okay. You can always do buy me a coffee for $5, like $5. And you guys are still contributing to the podcast and you're still contributing to the dream. You're contributing to my life purpose. And I'm still, I am still entirely grateful for it. Like 
guys, it doesn't matter if you're paying for a sponsorship or if you're paying for buying me a coffee. I appreciate either one because no matter what, it's still more than what I had, right? And so that's the way I look at it. And you guys are wanting to contribute to this movement that we've got going on. So we're making a major push for women in motorsports through media. And this is what we do. And this is what we create. And there's going to be more podcasts coming as well. Like this is going to become an actual podcast network. So Race Life Unfiltered is only the beginning. Um, But it is the beginning, literally. Like we're not even, we'll be a year in next month. And we're already in the top 10%. So we can get to that top 1% eventually, right? And then we're going to have other podcasts coming through as well. You know, there's going to be quite a bit coming through. And so I want you guys to all be a part of that. So definitely whatever you feel called to do, it's there. I'll have all of that in the show notes. I'll have all the podcast references that I mentioned in the resources part of the show notes as well. Um, and guys, thank you once again for even being a part of this. I really do appreciate all of you. Um, I mean, I, I know I say this every single episode, I say this every single day, but it, I truly have a ton of gratitude for everybody that listens to the podcast, that shares it, that comments that, that has even like, you know, helped me network, you know, that, that have like mentioned me to guests or guests that have came to me and were like, Hey, how can I be on the podcast? You know, like the fact that you all are contributing to the growth of this podcast means a lot to me. And I appreciate every single one of you. Um, and, uh, obviously I appreciate my team because without them, I would have never gotten to this point. I know that because I, when I was trying to do all of this on my own, y'all, like I was burnt out. Like, and I'll be honest, I almost quit on the podcast. I almost did because I just did not have the help. And I was trying to do all of it by myself and I almost quit. And to be honest, I was like, you know what? No, I need to just make changes to where I do not quit on this. And I'm so glad that I didn't because now look at where it's at, you know? I mean, I never would have guessed that this podcast would have gotten to where it is now. And we haven't even made it a year. Um, And so, yeah, like I said, I appreciate every single one of you. Um, Please like rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Um, Because if you do subscribe, or if you are a part of the VIP section newsletter, you get to listen to the podcast before everybody else does. Because when I put out the podcast, I put them out on Monday nights and I put them out on Wednesday nights. Um, and that's normally around 10 PM central. And you get to listen to the podcast before everybody else, because it will hit like Podbean. It hits automatically. So Um, that's normally right at 10 PM with Spotify. It's, it's a hit and miss on like what time it 
hit, but it's normally about an hour after I actually post it. So you're looking at like around, sometimes I see it at like 1045 or, or so. It really just depends. Spotify is very iffy. I never know when it's going to come out on Spotify. Um, but then, um, with Apple, um, I don't get notifications with, with Apple. So I really don't know if it hits right away or not. I'm assuming it does, but it might not be, but I know Spotify isn't because I get a notification when it comes out on Spotify and it's always a different time. So unfortunately guys, the, the ones that listen to it on Spotify, I never really know exactly what time is going to come out for you. And I wish I had better information, but unfortunately I don't. So, so yeah, guys, whatever you guys do, share, share the podcast, rate it, review it on Apple. Cause you can only review it on Apple. Um, but you can rate on Spotify only and you can, and you rate or review it on Apple. So, and then Podbean, you know, if you guys listen to it on Podbean, I appreciate it because if you listen to it on Podbean with the ads, I get paid, but it's okay, guys. Like, I'm not even really worried about that because honestly, it, you know, it's whatever. Um, I, I don't make a ton of money on there. I only make, like I said, I made about $5 so far, so I'm not tripping about that. Um, but yeah. I mean, it does help, you know, through Podbean's platform as well, but whatever, like, honestly, I know Apple and Spotify is where most people listen to podcasts, so I'm not really worried about it. But anyway, guys, so that's it for me. Um, I will see you guys next week. Um, as of right now, we will probably have, um, at least one guest episode next week. Um, and then after that, there'll be a couple more guest episodes. But other than that, you're going to mainly get episodes from me because I stop interviewing on November 30th and I already have that booked. So that's it. Like I have no more interview openings at all until the end of January because I'm taking a break from interviewing people because I've been interviewing people since December of last year. And I only took about a week off. Um, that was when I got sick back in July. And so I'm kind of done. And now I obviously I left. I had I had people that have canceled and done no shows and things like that. And so that's why you guys are getting a lot of solo episodes right now is because I've had a lot of cancellations and no shows. But that's OK. Like I said, I'm not worried about it. It's no big deal. But that's why you guys are getting so many solo episodes, because I don't want to just like not give you guys any content at all. Um, but I will be changing the format of the podcast where you guys will start starting next year, though. Like I will be doing it where you get one solo episode a week and then you get a guest episode um, because I want to change it up because I don't want to have to do so many podcast interviews um, because there are going to be other podcast episodes, well, other podcasts that are going to be coming out that include me. And so I don't want to stretch myself so thin. Um, so, but the other ones are going to have co-hosts. So it won't just be me. 
Um, but I will not give any more information because not everything is set in stone yet, but that's how it'll be. But I will still be a part of those. And so I don't want to stretch myself thin. So that's why I'm going to go with less podcast episodes with guests. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to have guests, you know, like I'm not going to eventually get rid of guests. It's just that I'm going to make it where um, it's easier for me to be able to do three podcasts. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that, that's really how that, how that's going to go. So yeah, guys, so obviously we've got a lot of things coming up. Um, if you are part of the VIP section newsletter, you find out all that stuff before everybody else does. So you're going to find out like when that stuff is going to drop before everybody else and things like that. Um, so that is also in the show notes as well. So that's it for me guys. So until next week, take care, go out and manifest your best lives and have an amazing rest of your week. And I will see you guys on Monday, Monday night, if you're a part of, if you subscribe or a part of the newsletter or Tuesday, if you're just catching this from social media, right? So until then, okay, take care. Bye.